This is an audio described tour for UTS Art, supported by the Centre for Social Justice and Inclusion in collaboration with 2SER. This is an audio described tour of Fit for Purpose. Fit for Purpose is an exhibition programmed at the UTS Gallery from the 25th of February to the 17th of April 2020. The exhibition is curated by Armando Chant. Armando Chant is an artist, designer and academic whose creative practice engages with an explorative approach to fashion, where the image and garment produced are seen not as a final outcome, but as an interpretive tool. Armando currently works as a fashion design lecturer at University of Technology, Sydney, and is coordinator for the Honours Program. Fit for Purpose, an overview. Fit for Purpose is an exhibition featuring the work of Bethany Williams, Congregation Design, Eliza Van Julen, Helen Kirkham, Join Collective Clothes, and Matthew Needham. Entering the exhibition, the immediate impression is of a diverse collection of actual garments, including complete and disassembled wearable items, plus video screens, photographs, pattern cutting diagrams, and print materials on the walls and tabletops. Clothing is hung on racks, stretched out against the walls of the gallery, and suspended from the ceiling, moving gently in the airflow at times. The space is quite full, and there are any number of directions you could choose to go in. Rather than a strictly ordered succession of things arranged in a linear manner, the route you take in this exhibition depends on what grabs your attention first and draws you to it. We'll turn right on entering and take a closer look at some of the items. Let's start with the work of Helen Kirkham. This section, featuring the work of Helen Kirkham, is comprised of a wall-mounted display of shoe components, two glass cabinets, each containing a pair of sneakers, and a screen showing a short video interview with the artist. The first work is entitled Examination of the Process of Wearing on White Sneakers. 2019. A freestanding white painted wall in the gallery features an assemblage of the various parts of deconstructed sneakers affixed directly to the wall in a 1.5 meter wide by 1 meter tall rectangular grid. The parts include some of the instantly recognizable parts of a shoe, such as the textured soles, the tongues, and the side panels featuring eyelets for shoelaces to go through as well as less easily recognisable parts including inner linings, branded segments and oddly shaped pieces, some of these decorative features with printed and perforated patterns. All the parts are white, but these are varying shades of white depending on the nature of the materials, the ageing, wear and tear and exposure to the elements. Discoloration is especially evident in the soles of the sneakers which are showing signs of grime and dirt embedded in the intricate grooves, concentric circles, nodules and contoured areas that distinguish each of the five soles on display. By contrast, the more starkly white components tend to be the side panels, some shiny, some matte, and the tongues and other sections typically less exposed. Some sections have retained their integrity of purpose, such as horseshoe-shaped pieces punched with holes for lacing, or two side panels still stitched together down the back seam and opened out to form a shape like a pair of wings. Other fragments have been separated but grouped together, such as parallel strips of graduated length which were presumably once applied as decoration. There are padded and cushioned segments, 
as well as pieces where the labour involved in construction is made apparent through the sewing holes and joinery areas now revealed. The only colours visible are those in the logos and branded sections, such as coloured stripes, embroidered brand names, or recognisable brand emblems such as the black Adidas three-leaf logo and the Nike tick. To enable the disparate parts to fit within the overall arrangement, some of these pieces have been rotated out of their usual orientation, text turned upside down or logos turned sideways, which further disrupts the way they might usually be visually received as identifiable fashion symbols on garments or in ad campaigns. All of these random parts, collaged neatly onto the wall in a grid-like manner and spaced apart to reveal the white of the wall beneath, together expose the complex anatomies of a diverse range of sneaker designs, as well as the impact of human and environmental stresses on these once wearable objects through functional use. Opposite this wall are two cabinets displaying two pairs of sneakers. RCAMA Graduate Collection Sneakers Style YY51 2016 and RCAMA Graduate Collection Sneakers Style XD42 2016. The first pair is predominantly white, featuring sections of the soles and woven textile uppers in shades of red, orange and burgundy, with bright blue insoles. As with the wall of white sneaker parts, the components used to construct this pair of sneakers are clearly showing signs of environmental and functional wear. Whilst presented as a matching pair, the left and right sneaker here are not identical in appearance as is the case with most mass-produced footwear. The same combination of materials and design elements in both shoes is apparent in features such as the orange segments in the chunky soles or the burgundy bands that stretch around the back of the ankle. Snaking ridges stitched through the upper panel over the bridge of the foot area and burgundy and white mesh knit fabric have clearly been retrieved from the same original source. However, each shoe in both pairs has its own unique makeup, with elements patched together from multiple sneakers discernible on looking closely. The components for one single sole, for example, are possibly sourced from more than one original set of sneakers. As the texture of the sole isn't uniform and seems to be made of bits of more than one recycled sole pieced together like building blocks to form a whole. The second pair of ankle-high boot-like trainers has one shoe turned on its side to further expose this. In the video there are glimpses of people wearing them so they are apparently wearable as pairs. When I make a shoe I start with the recycled components so I usually take them, clean them enough that they are clean, but not so they lose their character, and then kind of slice everything up into its component parts, really try and keep the pieces as authentic as possible so they have still the stitch lines, I'm not cutting anything away, and then kind of create a lay plan of all the bits. Grab a last and just start putting it back together, essentially. It's like a puzzle. Whilst looking weather-beaten, distressed and even frayed in areas, these sneakers at the same time possess a handcrafted quality in the way the components have been carefully reassembled to form a whole, with careful hand-stitching evident in areas. This is echoed in the video, which features the designer talking about the evolution of her work and shows her meticulously taking apart individual trainers by hand and reconfiguring them in detailed planning and rebuilding of the shoes, before sewing together separate parts, 
using a manual sewing machine. The way the two pairs of recycled sneakers are displayed in this exhibition, within downlit cabinets, is reminiscent of museum display techniques and potentially enhances the sense of uniqueness, as well as suggesting they are artefacts. The text panel accompanying this exhibit reads, Helen Kirkham Studio, London, UK, produces made-to-order sneakers from recycled sneaker components. Handmade, using mass-produced footwear sourced out of London recycling centres, Kirkham's remastered sneakers are wearable collages which foreground the aesthetics of wear and tear. Kirkham's shoes are made inside out and from the bottom up, subverting the standard practices of footwear design and construction, and commenting on the relationship between commerce and social identity. Let's move to the next section in the exhibition, featuring the work of Congregation Design. Congregation, a gathering or collection of people, animals, or things. This section includes three wearable garments, a video featuring models wearing pieces from the collection, plus a spread of reference materials in the form of zine-like publications that were issued as design propositions for potential collaborators. One of the garments here is floating in mid-air, suspended from the ceiling by fishing line attached to a clothes hanger. This is a pair of wide-legged trousers with an elasticized waistband and zippered fly that are split open down the inner leg seams. The trousers are made up of a collection of plastic shopping bags of various printed patterns, solid colors, transparencies and text, advertising their original purpose as receptacles for food, clothing and beauty products in various languages, including French, Korean, Portuguese and quirky English. The label reads, Upcycled Plastic Bag Trousers, 2018. A four-minute video entitled From Career with Love, Collection 2 is screened on an LCD monitor hanging down from the ceiling. It starts with the congregation logo, which is the word laid out in a circular format. The video features six people modelling clothes created by congregation design, within an interior featuring a series of white screens partitioning the background and a glossy silver material scrunched up and covering the floor. The movement of the models is choreographed or improvised in various stylized modes. At times, they pose and look directly to camera, leaning in, with abrupt cuts, slow motion and sped up and time-lapsed sections enhancing the slightly surreal mood. In one section of the video, a bare-chested model with exaggerated face makeup and an artificial white bobbed wig wears a white and black striped, draped, sarong-like garment, high-heeled black boots, and a detached lower sleeve portion that reads, Congregation. Another model with long black hair wears a crop jumper with attachable sleeve sections, similar to the one that is hanging in the gallery, with a wraparound skirt made of stiff reflective material, exposing bare thighs, and white knee-high socks and black shoes. The two wrestle with a vivid blue bundle of cloth between them before tossing it aside in reverse. Later, a male-chested model wearing dark glasses swings a disposable yellow plastic shopping bag in one hand, a large white crocheted bag slung over their right shoulder. Over a bare torso and deep orange asymmetrically hemmed low-slung miniskirt. Red characters in Korean can be glimpsed on the back wall. Further on, 
The dark-haired model leans in on both the left and right-hand side of the screen simultaneously, wearing a short white jacket open at the front exposing her bare breasts. As she tilts her head backwards and runs her fingers through her hair, the action she is performing is spliced in two at either side of the image. In this video, the footage appears to have been shot for VR because of the way the camera has three separate circular fisheye-like focal points and the way there is blurred red-green-blue colour hazing and warping around the edges of some of the objects and figures being filmed. Three consecutive frames across the flat screen connect horizontally to form a stretched, distorted image that, if joined at left and right, might create a complete 360-degree video image. The tax panel accompanying this exhibit reads, Congregation Design, London, UK, is an anonymous design collective which gathers designers together to produce a single collection. The collective disrupts traditional production and wholesale systems by producing, fairly, locally and on a very limited run, made-to-order clothing from upcycled materials. They do not produce seasonal collections and instead release one menswear collection annually, allowing time for extra multidisciplinary projects and collaborations. In an industry that fetishizes sole aesthetic authorship, Congregation Design proposes a new model for design, with membership changing from one collection to the next, and creative input and decision-making divided equally amongst the group. Matthew Needham. This section features three garments designed by Matthew Needham, plus a large still image of a person modelling one of the featured garments. In this image, the model stands in profile facing towards the left side of the frame. They have very pale skin and very fine white hair swept back from their forehead and away from the scalp. Around their left eye is a crudely painted circle of white paint or powder which is smeared upwards and across the left eyebrow towards the hairline. Pale green eyes slide left to look straight towards the camera. A chain dangles as if looped over their right ear with a circular ring attached to the end of it, hanging near the chin. They lean forward slightly, shoulders hunched, head tilted, and face peering out from behind a very high stand-up collar that covers their neck and ear. This collar is part of the red and black jacket they're wearing, over faded blue pants. Attached to the waistband of the pants is a heavy chain from which an assortment of plastic and metal items hang like fobs. There are also scraps of what look like paper, plastic or cloth feathering out from this chain. Their left arm is bent at the elbow, with hand extended, enclosed in a padded black glove. Wound around the gloved hand is a length of rope tied to a heavy-looking lumpen object, not clearly identifiable. Possibly a retrieved object made of blackened, corroded metal or charred wood. The background is a blurry wash of deep sea greens and murky browns, creating a cave-like atmosphere, with a splash of light across the top left of the image. Hanging next to the photograph along the wall from left to right are three garments suspended from the ceiling and swaying slightly when air circulates around them. The garment in the middle is the one worn by the model in the photograph. The label reads Shopping Trolley Jacket, 2017. Shopping Trolley, LVMH Deadstock, Cotton, Electrical Circuit Board, Wire. 
This garment can now be viewed in its entirety, hung on a white torso-only mannequin. It is a loose-fitting zippered outdoor jacket below hip length, made up of panels of a heavy-duty black fabric with a grainy woven texture and bright red fabric feature panels in a more lightweight fabric. This red fabric has been used to create two vibrant red panels under the arms, running down the inside length of the sleeves and the side panels of the body section. There are red panels over the shoulders and either side of the very high stand-up collar, as well as a square of red over the join at the throat, which helps to fasten the collar at the front, enclosing the throat and chin when worn. Two vertical red slashes have been sewn into the left and right sides of the jacket from chest to hip. A tucked detail over the right hip has been created by stitching up the jacket hemline so that it folds and blouses over the right thigh. To the right of the shopping trolley jacket hangs a skirt. This skirt is hanging from a double clip metal clothes hanger like those used in retail shops and domestic wardrobes. It is a knee-length skirt, more or less, depending on the height of the wearer, with a very irregular hemline, which, although finished with finely turned hemming on close inspection, looks torn and tattered. The base material of the skirt is a very lightweight plastic in a dusty shade of discoloured beige, and it flutters easily with the slightest passing movement around it. Applicate to the front of it are patches of another flimsy synthetic material in a stained sandy colour, which have been attached with broken trails of red stitching in circular and winding patterns which travel across the crumpled surface. The edges of this blotchy, semi-detached patchwork are breaking down and disintegrating, curling and papery like dried crumbling leaves, almost transparent in parts. A length of grimy rope hangs down on the right, knotted through the top of the skirt at the waist. A motley collection of fragments of rusted metal and aluminium tags attached by twisted wire weigh down the fragile, degraded garment. More twists and sprays of rust-tinged and bright metallic wire emerge through holes in the fabric, poking out like bundles of loose threads in places, or used to dangle mottled, broken fragments of discarded tiles or building materials down the front of the skirt, like a makeshift set of wind chimes in an advanced state of decay. The label reads, Paint Shard Skirt, 2017, Norwegian Sea Plastic, Garment Bag, Cotton, Paint Shards Found in Camden Town, London, Scrap Metal, Wire, String, Glass. The third garment is labelled Fisherman's Hoodie, 2017, Dust Sheet, Fishing Kit Bag, String Embroidery, Tape, Plaster, Royal Mail Packaging, Reused Yarn, Shoelace, Deadstock Zip, Builder's Strap. The text panel for this designer's exhibit reads, All Garments from Man and His Man-Made Future Process Collection, Central St Martin's BA Graduate Collection 2017. Matthew Needham, London, UK, exploits the potency of deconstruction and recycling to inform his ethical design process. After working as an intern in Paris, Needham saw firsthand the scale of waste produced and was concerned by the industry's culture of disposability, where specially commissioned fabric samples in multiple colours and toiles, garment trials, usually in calico, are created, with a single one to be used and the rest discarded. 
In response to this, Needham's first collection, developed during his BA at Central St Martins in London, used industrial, environmental and everyday waste, roofing asphalt, fly-tipped rubbish and upcycled Chanel tweed, as material. His narrative and anthropological approach stems from his need to combat unconscious design practices and reveal the untold story of fashion's footprint. In scavenging at the edges, Needham allows unexpected narratives of material and formal transformation to emerge. In his hands, waste and discarded items become anecdotal fragments of an industry and an integral part of his provocation for change. The next section features the work of Bethany Williams. Here, there is a single garment, a long-line denim jacket, hanging in front of a video screen which features footage from projects the designer has initiated in various communities. The video has grainy, handheld, fleeting images of people and man-made and natural environments. It has been produced in the style of vintage archival footage as if a roll of strip film was feeding part of the frame above and below the main frame on the screen. Credits feature very fast-moving acknowledgements in Italian, including the words San Patrignano, shots of a vineyard, a big pile of clothing on the floor of a warehouse, hands rifling through garments, hands operating a weaving machine, someone wearing a puffy knitted ensemble of knickerbockers and a jumper, a woman with a horse, clothing separates with screen printing and text, a zippered hoodie, a guy walking through a greenhouse in a silver reflective one-piece garment, a large group of women in white uniforms standing in a semicircle behind another woman modelling an outfit, pasta, guys in utilitarian uniform, scanning up and down people's torsos and across their heads and shoulders, items from a collection similar to the garment on display, row upon row of people in some kind of large dining room setting. The video features lots of quick cutting and chopped up editing moving from one scene to another. Without a voiceover, there is no clear narrative thread visible. Text reads, featuring the voices of participants of Making for Change. The label reads, Women for Change, 2018. Video, 3 minutes, director Akinola Davies. The garment hanging here is a heavy black denim jacket, hip length, with a fold-down collar and five large wooden buttons down the front. The black fabric has been covered with a screen-printed design in blocks of vibrant colours – crimson, white, mustard yellow, deep blue and sky blue. The pattern could be abstract, or possibly the outlines of buildings against a cloudy blue sky. Double lines of stitching in pale thread against the dark denim outline the hems, seams and the edges of the patch pockets. However, the cut edge of the fabric has been left frayed at the lower hem, giving the jacket a raw look. In places, the original imprint of the sewn garment in its previous life before being recycled is still detectable. For example, on the back lower right-hand panel of this jacket, where the pointed end of an upside-down jeans back pocket can be made out by the impression the creasing of this area has left in the pink screen printing ink. The label reads, Jacket, 2019. Screen print on recycled black denim, dimensions variable. Print designer Giorgia Chiarion, screen printer, Ortoprint Studio. From the collection Adelaide House, Autumn Winter, 2019. The text panel for this designer's exhibit reads, Bethany Williams, 
London, UK, is a menswear designer who employs commercial strategies to affect social and economic change in disadvantaged communities. Each season, Williams collaborates with a new charity to design, produce and market a menswear collection. For the 2019 collection Adelaide House, the designer worked in collaboration with Adelaide House, a women's shelter in Liverpool, that provides accommodation and support for women's rehabilitation after leaving prison. The denim is unpicked from old garments before being reconstituted and hand-printed into new pieces by illustrator Giorgia Chiarion, whose abstract designs were inspired by the landscape of Liverpool. Williams also employed women from San Patrignano, a drug rehabilitation centre in Italy which provides skill and meaningful employment for serving and recently released women. Residents wove newspaper waste from the Liverpool Echo to fabricate an A-line coat and trousers. The accompanying video illustrates a previous collaboration with the residents of San Patrignano in the 2018 collection Women for Change. The film focuses on the notion of second chances, drawing parallels between the second chance given to the discarded materials Williams reused for the collection itself and the second chances given to the women involved. Join Collective Clothes. This section consists of some two metre high aluminium framing on which there are eight garments or garment pieces hung on two levels. A collection of 36 photos attached to the wall and a grid of eight white sheets of printed paper featuring a series of clothing patterns. The rack on which the clothing is hung is aluminium framing for constructing internal walls around, repurposed for the exhibition. It has keyhole shaped holes perforating the aluminium through which clothes hangers have been hooked creating an easy display framework for these sample pieces and one-off designs based on the same patterns. The printed pattern templates are pinned to the adjacent wall in two horizontal rows of four. Each pattern still shows the folds where the paper sheet was folded to be sent out to makers. They each feature a large uppercase letter and when arranged side by side together they spell out the word J-O-I-N. The patterns outlined on the paper sheets each feature a simple shaped cut around that forms a single panel to construct a garment with. Eye holes at regular 6cm intervals are positioned around some of the perimeters of each piece. Instructions explain that these are connection points which are used to join one piece to another with 1cm by 15cm strips or ribbons instead of sewing. Scored lines are also indicated enabling the maker to change the shape and length of the pieces. Dotted lines indicate fold lines which can be stitched along to create tunnels through which belts can be threaded. Whole garments have been created by students from the university as pictured in the accompanying photographs. These include quilted trousers which resemble cowboy chaps, a triangular top hand painted in shades of blue with the words what we wear matters embroidered on front and back, and a tie-dyed indigo skirt with hand-painted gold and silver stripes and printed panels in dot patterns. Pieces have been created by individual makers or composites have been formed of panels made by different makers teaming up. The labels read Open Source Manual for Join Collective Clothes 2019 Join Collective Clothes Workshop Documentation 2020 Photo Credit Anouk Beckers Calico toiles and garments produced using the Join Collective Clothes system by UTS fashion students Sally Jackson, 
Hannah Riley, Samantha Klein, Eve Gibney, Kerry Brack, Gabrielle Pagnano, 2020. The text panel for this designer's exhibit reads, Anouk Beckers, Amsterdam, Netherlands, is an artist and researcher whose design practice creates a context in which to explore the collaborative capacity of fashion. Beckers uses the garment as a tool to explore values and habits in fashion through the deconstruction, assemblage and reconstruction of clothes. Join Collective Clothes, established by Beckers in 2019, is a modular clothing system that invites people to create clothes together. An open source manual instructs users how to make four different shapes that together create a complete outfit. Together, the piece is made by various makers from an ever-growing collection. Becker's system is an alternative and participatory model for clothing design and production that challenges industry values of ownership, identity, originality and authenticity. Elisa Van Julen. The text panel for this designer's exhibit reads, Elisa Van Julen, Amsterdam, Netherlands, is a designer and researcher whose projects reflect specific social contexts and emphasise the politics of collaboration and participation. This final section of the exhibition features three pairs of jeans and a sweatshirt pinned to the wall, alongside large photographs of models wearing items from this collection. All the garments are white, overprinted with black ink that has been used to stamp the impression of one garment onto another. The sweatshirt has been used to create a pattern on the jeans, where the outlines of the sleeves and the high zippered collar are clearly visible on the three pairs of pants, positioned sideways on the wall in a column of three, alongside the top, so that the corresponding imprint is very apparent. One sleeve of the shirt is folded over to reveal the imprint of another garment with buttons that has been used to print a different pattern on the back. The letters NOT feature in a diagonal line across the front of the shirt. An accompanying video shows the designer explaining the printing technique and demonstrating the laying out of one garment upon another to achieve the desired effect. Subtitles reveal that the garments have been sandwiched together in a printing press, along with shopping bags from the original fashion houses that the base garments came from, to add layers of complexity to the visible history of the way these new pieces have evolved. The simplicity of the base garments, which are fairly standard designs, are rendered more complex by the visible embossing of the skeletal outlines of the impressions of other clothing. The labels read, One to One, R. Mariz, 2017. Bon suits by, by Para, by Ontour, by Pata. Donated by Bon, Justus, G, Vincent, Remco, Piet Textile and Inc. Dimensions Variable. Elisa Van Julen Interview, 2018, produced by Museum Bojemans van Bonigan as part of Changemakers series, courtesy of the Museum Bojemans van Bonigan. In her one-to-one -one project, garments are inked using a roller and printed onto other items of clothing. The inking process results in an assemblage of garment types and brands, combining the whole scope of fashion into one piece of clothing. The garment series one-to-one, Armaris, began when Van Julen discovered that four brands, Bon Suits, Pata, Bai Para and Ontour, used the same Portuguese factory, Armaritz, to produce their clothing. Van Julen wanted to investigate the familial similarities between these garments through the printing process 
and approached the designers to participate in the project, who then donated samples, dead stock, or archive pieces for her to use. By stamping one garment onto another, the formal qualities of the original item are copied onto the next, while other qualities, colour, materiality and retail cost, for example, are lost. The authority of a single brand is neutralised and the emotional and economic value of clothing is brought to light. For Van Julen, who has referred to her work as a process of unbranding or unmaking, the stamped garments question notions of originality, value and labour in the production and consumption of clothing.